Hey, it's Josh. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you all know that the Vermont Public Spring Membership Drive has arrived. Donations from folks like you make everything we do here possible. If you want to help support our people-powered journalism, be sure to make a donation in any amount by March 16th by going to bravelittlestate.org donate. And as always, thank you for your support. There aren't any Black people in Vermont. I've heard it my whole life. Maybe you have too. And while yes, Vermont is one of the whitest states in the union, we are here. We are Vermont. And if actively seeking out BIPOC artists in Vermont has taught me anything, it's that not only are we here, we span the state. Sunight Tomlinson actually straddles two states daily and is about as rural as rural can get. I am blessed and cursed to be a steward of 200 acres of unceded Abenaki land in the White Mountains of New Hampshire that my parents um, bought in 1975. This land spreads from Orford, New Hampshire, across the Connecticut River to Bradford, Vermont. Sunait, who is a Black-identifying Ethiopian songwriter, has her studio on the Bradford side. She says her name, Sunait, might take you a minute to get right, but it's all good. I loved how you said... Sun and night is really um, the best way to pronounce it. What? How? How do people typically say your name? Oh my goodness! <laughs> so many ways. Part of my mom's family still calls me Sanayat, um, and I don't know a bunch of stuff. Or they just sing Phil Collins to me tonight, tonight, tonight. Oh. <laughs> Sunite made her way onto my musical radar maybe 15 years ago, playing music at the former listening room Langdon Street Cafe in Montpelier. And she's hard to forget. Yes, she's brown. She's got a head full of jet black curls and she's covered in tattoos. But what stands out to me most is how unapologetically genreless her music is. Her website lists a slew of musical peers for comparison, like Radiohead, Florence and the Machine, The Black Keys, and Led Zeppelin, all wildly different to one another. And when you do search for her genre, you see her self-described sound as alternative rock jazz soul. Oh my goodness. So I've tried to find the most like um, all-encompassing ones because it is it is really hard. Mostly when people are like, wow, this is awesome music. I'm like, so what do you think it is? Like, where do I go? So it's just weird. I love that. I also love the idea of weird as a genre in and of itself. It's like not so defined. Welcome back to Homegoings, a special series from Brave Little State. I'm Myra Flynn. Every week we're sharing conversations with Vermont musicians of color and taking a deep listen to one of their songs. Today, I'll talk with Sunite Tomlinson. Thanks to Vita for their support of Brave Little State. Since 1974, Vita has helped Vermont businesses grow and thrive. From agriculture to energy, startups to family companies. Find solutions that fit your business. Visit VEDA.org to start your next chapter today. And Sunset Lake CBD, a farmer-owned business crafting CBD products right here in Vermont. Learn more about their sustainable farming practices, delivery options, and how to support local farmers 
at sunsetlakecbd.com. Before we dove deeper into our discussion, I described my vision for this series to tonight, how I see homegoings as a house built from Black response in a post-Floyd era, and how I can almost literally see the framework for this house as feelings. Feelings like rage, mourning, healing, and joy. But Sinait had a fifth corner to add to my metaphorical structure. Numbness, like in transition. Numbness. Of course. Perhaps it's the door to this house. Perhaps it's how we get through. These like four corners that you talk about are things that I feel like I've been going through for years about 10 years ago when these these first videos of police murders of black people were starting to just show up on our social media we were in a place where people weren't paying attention it just wasn't that much so we would get together at my house and have our own beautiful funeral service and and cry and rage and heal it will do it all you know the, the reason I was feeling it maybe, and some of us were feeling it more than others, was that we had to figure out the way through it. Because we had to get to a place where we were able to breathe, like we couldn't just be in that place of anger or that place of fear. Tonight and I agree that the word self-care for Black folks can be pretty triggering. It's almost like a cultural memo only white folks seem to get screaming, it's okay to not be okay, stop, relax, take a bath, go get a massage. You almost want to scream back, I'm trying to survive, it's going to take more than a massage. But I hadn't totally considered that another way to achieve self-care, as this is the way for tonight, lies in caring for others. That 200-acre farm she inherited from family has become a vehicle for a greater mission of respite and sanctuary for BIPOC folks. She calls the place Mountain's Way Sanctuary, and she's dubbed her mission Radical Hospitality. I have done a few different energetic trainings and apprenticeships, and so one of the things that really helps feed me is opening that up for like my black friends and family and indigenous friends and family to come in and like, it's an, you know, healing work to me, what it feels like when you're, you're doing it um, with other BIPOC folks is like way more of an exchange that feeds me. And Sunite really does practice what she preaches when it comes to hospitality. She takes care of you like a sister, like an auntie like a mama. Even when I had to disappear for two minutes to let my dog out. Old Polo, come here, buddy. You've got to go downstairs. She made the effort to make me feel okay about it. She took care of me. This home life is a real one. Here we go. At some point, maybe I'll like Zoom with you at my house and then you can be like, oh shit, right, okay. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) And then she picked right back up where she left off. At pain. This was one of those places of being like, okay, we're going to either explode or implode. And that's the thing. If you don't look closely, you might miss that this way of being is an indicator of how close to the surface Black trauma really lives. Like Sunite does here, we can pick it up, put it down, make a joke, and then access it again seamlessly. We're either going to 
do some harm outward or, or we're going to start being sick inwardly if we don't figure out a way to channel this into art. When we come back, tonight's art. It's my children, my cousin, father, my mother, my aunt, uncles, my brother, and my sisters, they suffer. There's a myth about us music makers. I say us because I'm one too. The myth is that we are living at our dreams and passions only joyfully, only happily every day. But the truth is that music doesn't always offer that reprieve. Sometimes, especially now, while there is such a spotlight on this small and special group of BIPOC Vermonters, the work of making music can feel taxing. And not always because of the gig itself, but because of the audience. And I felt like I was just performing to people who weren't paying attention. Like, how can you know that this stuff is going on and then still go out to see a Black performer and, like, not, you know, not care? Or, or just be more in need of protecting yourself and burying your head in the sand than it is to actually recognize, like, the history of... Black people in American music as being American music. Here comes the rain on dead on the streets, sidewalks and trees. Every day the numbers grow, every day their numbers grow and high. Many will die before you are, so scream no more before you are. So scream this matters and no, not one more than You'd have to work really hard to bury your head in the sand while listening to tonight's music. The song of hers we are featuring in today's episode is a powerful one. It's called Hard Rain. That's R-E-I-G-N. And the music video that accompanies it is hard to watch. In fact, though I recommend watching it, I feel the need to give a trigger warning to my fellow community. It intertwines raw footage of police brutality with the sound of live gunshots, tear gas attacks, and many pictures of black people who have been killed. I brought up my four corners again. Rage, healing, mourning, and joy, and asked tonight where this song lives within them. Her answer? Every single one. Even joy. Because life is still happening, right? And it was like the juxtaposition of going through all of this, this constant trauma, because you can't call it PTSD when it's always happening. Like, you just can't. Sunite said that even when she was navigating this art and trauma, she was also falling in love. With this like new love. So I would say that there is also, this is like maybe that passion you were talking about, um, the joy that comes in, in, in these like very, like where you, like you can't help but be present because everything else is like too much. And tonight has some homework for us regarding our accountability, our responsibility, and the homegoing of George Floyd. Bear witness. I mean, I think that's the biggest piece, and that's why people don't want to look at it, is the witness. This did not happen in an empty street.
we said goodbye with that same nearly familial love I spoke about earlier. You are a force. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm so grateful for you doing this. And I'm grateful that you're back around. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's nice to know that there are folks like you here doing the work that you're doing. It feels a lot safer for me to move back and to have my daughter here, um, you know, and my black family here. I am so thirsty all the time. I have no shame. I collect brothers and sisters. So like we have a bigger community than when there was when you left. And I cook Ethiopian food and big meals. So I'll be letting you know when I'm doing that. Let's listen to Hard Rain. It's my children, my cousin, father, my mother, my aunt, uncles, my brother, and my sisters, they suffer, and she stands up, she stands out with grace and with ease, despite the war machines, to spite the war machine, look at what they have done. Leave us only this and images that sound in nothing. Fuck it, but you pull me in tears for a second or two. Everything stops and everything stops. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to Home Goings, a special series from Brave Little State. We'll be releasing a new installment every week for the next few weeks, so keep an eye on your feeds. To see a photo of Sunite Tomlinson and check out the video to Hard Rain, head to bravelittlestate.org. I produced this episode and composed the Home Goings theme music. Mix and sound design by Josh Crane and me. Our digital producer is Elodie Reed, and the executive producer of Brave Little State is Angela Evansy. I'm Myra Flynn. We'll be back soon. Until then, remember, be brave. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.